0: Hello and welcome to Allie the Librarian Book Talks. We are nearing the end of the school year. Some of us are out already and some of us are a couple of weeks away. Either way, I'm sure we're all getting ready to get our summer on. And by summer, I do mean reading, of course, our summer reading. I'm really excited about my reading plans. I always leave sequels, book sequels for the summer. So I'll be reading The Toll to finish up the Ark of the Sides series. And A Court of Silver Flames by Sarah J. Moss, which follows A Court of Wings and Ruin, I believe. Um, I also received a signed copy of Neil Schusterman's Game Changer from Follette. so I'm really psyched to read that. Thank you, Follette. Currently, I'm listening to The Firekeeper's Daughter and it is so good. I highly recommend it. But today I will not be giving the book talks. It will be my lib bestie, Karina Kilantan Garza. Karina is also known as Q the Librarian and she is a middle school librarian out of South Texas. This woman is the hardest working girl I know. She is the hardest working woman in the biz and her work ethic is second to none. When the pandemic hit, she didn't skip a beat. She took advantage of all the free education courses out there, like Google, Microsoft, Buncee, BrainPop, Usela, you name it. And she earned a bajillion digital badges, all in the hopes to provide her students with a quality education and bridge that digital divide. Did I mention that she's getting her doctorate? Yeah, (laughs) she's great. But most of all, the best thing about her is that she is a genuinely good person with a kind heart, the best sense of humor, and a wickedly awesome personality. I'm honored to call her friend. And if you want to know more about Karina and what she's been reading lately, stay tuned. Karina, I am so thrilled to have you on the podcast. We've been working towards this day for such a long time, and it's finally here. So welcome to the podcast. You've had an exciting year. You're one in doctoral school. You're going to be a doctor. You've joined the graphic novel Maverick Reading List Committee, which you know is dear to my heart because I've been a member for two years. You're finally on it exactly where you need to be. And a million other things have happened to you. You're also the vice president of TCA LIBSIG. Excuse me. Oh, my gosh. Um, I know that LIB stands for library, but I'm so ashamed. What does SIG mean?
1: Yes, it is. the Well, first of all, thank you for having me. Yes, (laughs) absolutely. Uh, So LIBSIG stands for Library Special Interest Group. So this is a group... uh, within TCA that caters to the professional development and growth of the librarian community within TCA's organization. So this is going to be a really exciting year, I think going into the 2021-2022 school year, because Brandy Dawson and Charlotte Polk are just amazing officers to work with. And some of the plans that we have in store for the upcoming school year, I think, I think you guys are really going to enjoy. So if you're, if you're part of TCA Lipsig, I encourage everybody to take part in some of the activities that we're going to host throughout the incoming school year. And if you aren't a part of TCA Lipsig, join, it's a lot of fun, I promise. And the community is super duper sweet.
0: Absolutely. There's always such innovative things coming out of TCA, and I love being part of LipSig. I just really haven't deciphered what LipSig was. I knew it was library, right? But I didn't know special interest groups. So I'm sure you clear that up for many librarians. Um, I know you have a million other things that have happened to you, but how are you feeling after you have really maximized your productivity this past year? Um, okay, so real
1: talk. I'm exhausted. Yes, yes. <laughs> yes. I'm I'm exhausted. Um, I I mean, Allie, you have been just one of my rocks throughout Aww. this entire pandemic, and I am so fortunate and blessed to to have your friendship and 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 I feel like a lot of librarians are at the point of just exhaustion. You know, we've been working nonstop since prior to the pandemic, but I feel like working from home. And the adjustments that we've had to make because of, you know, what we've had to do in schools as a response to distance learning, um, it, it does take a toll, but honestly, I was and I was just talking to my principal about this, is it, it's tiring, but it's exciting, you know, it's exciting to be part of a movement where we're transforming what learning and education means because we've known that a lot of these issues have existed prior to all of this happening and now you know we're seeing disparities in learning but we've always we've always known that you know and now now that it's highlighted and emphasized especially when when it comes to like technology gaps and, and stuff like that it's it's exciting to be part of of I guess that discussion where I I know that everything that I'm doing is, is directly impacting how my teachers and my students perceive their learning and technology use, so... I don't know. I mean, yeah, I want to curl up on the couch and hide under a blanket most days, but uh, I'm excited. I'm excited about where this journey has taken me. I am so proud of librarians that I see on social media, just killing it out there, you know, with all the amazing and innovative ideas that, that inspire me daily to want to do better, to want to be better and to offer as much as I can for my kids because they deserve it. Everybody deserves a great education. And I'm, I just try to do as much as I can to try to learn as much as I can so that my kids are getting the most out of their library.
0: You certainly do, Karina. And I'm so proud of you. You have done just so much this past year. And I agree. It, it's, it's so many librarians. Um, not only have we built a support system for each other, I love how you called it a movement. Yes, it was a movement where we, it was like Avengers Assemble, right? We knew that there would be a digital divide. We knew that there would be gaps in digital learning and we were there to fill them. I don't think any of us had a summer last in the summer of 2020 and we may not have much of a summer of 2021 since now oh, no. we're most of us are probably going back face-to-face and we're going to have to prepare for a face-to-face environment where we're still trying to you know recognize safety measures it's it's just going to be so different from this year which this year was so different from last year and I think librarians are just one of those professions where we're up to the task, right? What's the challenge? Yeah. We're going to solve it. And mm-hmm. I'm so yes. proud to be part of that group and you have really stepped up. I mean, you've always been such a go-getter, always taking the initiative, but I mean, you were superwoman this past year. I've never seen so many badges. You Oh my goodness. <laughs> taught Malaysia
1: So, um,
0: my, the pride I have for you is just, um, over the moon. So I'm really, really, really proud of you, but, um, I can, I can totally understand why you're exhausted and curled up on the couch and ready to take the longest nap ever. Right. But seriously, your energy is without any limit and it knows no bounds. You're amazing. Which also brings me to the fact that you were also on a San Diego Comic-Con panel about graphic novels. That is simply awesome. Tell our listeners about that because that's a really big deal.
1: Oh my gosh, that was awesome. Um, I don't even know how that happened. Uh, I was just so honored to be To be on that panel and I got to meet librarians from across the country and talk about what we love about graphic novels comics and how to select these these uh these books for our our young readers for kids and it's it was part of the stay at home uh San Diego comic-con educational series uh episodes and it was just—it was surreal. I bragged about it to my staff. You know, of course. a lot of them came up to me the following day. They're like, "Oh my God, you're awesome! <laughs> well, just,
0: they're like, how
1: do you how do you do these things? Like, where do these opportunities come up?" And I'm like, "I have no
0: idea, to be
1: honest with you." I it's have, word of mouth, have, you know.
0: You're the buzz, no my dear. <laughs> no,
1: no. I, I want to say it was all Christina Taylor. I mean, she is oh, she's so awesome, man. He is a superhero like let's get real you know all her work for for uh tele social media uh reading with pictures she is just an amazing resource an amazing person and such a great mentor you know and everything that she does is, is just so inspiring because it makes you want to be a better librarian and make sure that you're doing everything in your power to make sure that your kids are represented in the things that they're reading. And a lot of that has to, a lot of that is, you know, in comics, in, in, in graphic novels. And I was just talking, we actually just, Amanda Hunt and uh, Margie Longoria and I just did a webinar for uh, ALA's Graphic Novels and Comics Roundtable. Awesome. And that was something that we were, yeah, and that was something that we were discussing was, uh, you know, how, how quickly this, this format and, and, you know, and how, genres are represented in graphic novels and comics and how that really motivates our students who, and, and I say this all the time, like, I don't like the terms reluctant and struggling readers. I prefer to uh, recognize my students as like maybe developing or growing readers, because I don't think that just because they don't like to pick up a, a book does, you know, doesn't mean that they're struggling or they're reluctant. They just haven't found anything that really inspires them. And absolutely, I have a I student. Yeah. Yeah. And I have a student who, who just flat out would say, you know, I, I, I didn't like reading, gave her some, uh, <laughs> some Archie forever comics. And oh yeah. <laughs> Sabrina, the teenage witch graphic novels. Yes. And, and she is hooked and she keeps coming back every day. Do you have the next issue? Do you have the next issue? And it's gotten to the point where I'm lending her my, my, my personal collection because I can't keep up. Like I, that. I cannot yeah, keep up absolutely. <laughs> yeah. So just, you know, that, that like interactions like that, that I, that I have with the kids, um, it is just it's it's, a, it's the reason why i'm a librarian and why i became a librarian you know you want to inspire kids to read not because reading's good you know and oh reading makes you a great uh student but no you know your your reading is is a window to the world and and you know it may be fantasy it may be sci-fi but in the end there's all some there's all you know there's some sort of commentary, something that they can learn from the themes that are present. So uh, yeah, so San Diego comic I know I kind of went on a rant there, but yeah, San oh, Diego Comic. <laughs> was awesome and it it is on youtube Uh, i think if you search san diego comic-con educational series you should be able to find a a list of their episodes on the actual san diego official san diego comic-con official youtube channel it should be there but um i believe i was with jillian ehlers uh, shiveta miller me christina taylor carol tilly Janet Tropper and Tracy Edmonds, who's the VP of uh, K-12 Education and Reading with Pictures. So yeah, it was, it was a really great panel and just different ways that we kind of, uh, different ways that we try to get high quality graphic novels in, in our libraries. So they were from public libraries, they're from school libraries. So it was nice hearing, you know, uh, people from different types of libraries coming together and talk about what works for them.
0: San Diego Comic-Con. I am still in shock, and I'm so psyched that I can tell people that I know you. (laughs) I know someone who is on a San Diego Comic-Con panel, and that is just amazing. So I want to congratulate you on such an amazing year, Karina. You've had... A lot of things happen for you, and I just hope that it keeps on going forever and ever. Watching you blossom has really made my heart burst with orgullo, and I want you to keep going. Don't stop. Keep this momentum because your drive and determination are going to take you to some amazing places. I feel it in my heart. All right, it's time to talk books. What have you brought for us today?
1: Oh my goodness, Allie, and I know that we've been meaning to do an episode like this forever, and uh, <laughs> I'm so sorry that it took this long. I mean, I think it's really cool that you brought up um, San Diego Comic-Con and uh, the graphic novel Maverick Reading List, so I kind of wanted to go out with that theme and talk a little bit about some of the comics that I love, uh, specifically books. That may be your comic books that may be M for mature. And, and I only say this because I'm a middle school librarian, man. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I'm just gonna say it, I get exhausted from like promoting children's literature. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah. YA, like yeah, Absolutely. like sometimes I just need yeah, I need something for me. I need something gritty and I need something dark. So I am a huge image comics fanatic and I I think my love for their comics uh not just because they're gritty and they're unafraid to expand storylines and characters and themes but I want to say that I fell in love with them because of paper girls at first
0: Mm -hmm. and
1: um found this comic I guess when I was just kind of perusing through the comic shop but once I started researching other authors and illustrators that that were part of image I just found a new love with uh, a comic that I'm always referencing. in any book talk that I do that has to do with graphic novels and comics or any recommendations are the ice cream man comics. And I never, and will never shut up about them because (laughs) I have like low, I low key have a huge crush on W. Maxwell Prince and Martin Morazzo. But okay. Ah. So aside from that, (laughs) (laughs) amazing storytellers amazing so uh, the thing with ice cream man is that they're one-shot stories that follow characters that have encounters with the ice cream man right and Mm -hmm. drives around in his little ice cream truck and um thinking okay is he a friend is he a god is he a demon some sort of devil the sinister being obviously right and anybody who uh encounters the ice cream man ends up in intense situations that deal with like death murder and pretty much sinister acts so i feel like this is something that i don't often get in horror novels and i love that this series fills that gap in my reading like i love horror halloween 24/7 365 is where it's at so <laughs> so i mean for me you know i don't know but i mean so far um out of all the issues i think there is a total of 25 so far don't quote me on that but i'm pretty sure there's 25 issue 16 is my favorite so issue
0: 16 okay
1: Issue 16 of Ice Cream Man is one of my yeah, you know what? It is my favorite. So it follows these uh these characters, right? This this father and a daughter, and this dad invades his daughter's privacy by reading her diary. And everything that she's writing sounds like she's beginning to explore her sexuality, you know, sex, etc., until he gets to a part in her diary that reveals uh, what she's been doing that feels so good, isn't sex but murdering people. So oh my he gosh. ends up, yeah. Like where did, yeah. So just that in itself kind of tells you, you know, where these comics go, but yeah, he ends up finding her as soon as she's about to kill someone. Not sure if she actually, I read it such a long time ago. I'm not sure if she had already killed someone or she was about to, but finds her and he takes the blame for her. And that's literally the issue.
0: What story. a
1: twist! It's
0: oh my god! A
1: twist, yeah. And it's like a parent's love when kids do messed up stuff. You know, no like, kidding. Oh, wh- what is the boundary? Where's the limit? I mean, when you have children, is there really any? You know, so it makes you question, like, what what a person's morals are and their ethics. And that is what I love about Ice Cream Man is that it's not just dark, but it, it has these underlying messages and tones about humanity and our place within it. So I highly recommend these, these comics. Obviously they're M for Mature. I would recommend these, uh, I mean, definitely for your older, 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 older high school students and, um, definitely adults, um, pretty dark. Yeah. So like I know. adult, then, or young
0: adult, perhaps.
1: Yeah, definitely, definitely, definitely wouldn't recommend it for my middle schoolers, but I, I could see some, some high school students really liking this, but okay. So that's pretty dark. I know, but then the pandemic happens, right. And I find yes. out on Instagram that, uh, W Maxwell Prince is coming out or came out with another series called ha ha literally it's just called ha ha which (laughs) is also (laughs) i know it makes me ha ha another one (laughs) yes yeah okay so this is also another one-shot series of stories and it's all about clowns all about clowns and the sad lives behind the makeup and i love I know. <laughs> it's kind of oh, devastating. Yeah, really depressing. <laughs> but I love I loved it and um and I loved that the first issue actually came out the day after my birthday so it was like a nice little birthday treat to myself. Um
0: <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so
1: they <laughs> Yeah, so they have they have several issues out now, but uh, the first one came out on January 13th of uh, 2021. And so the first issue, it follows this man who's a clown, obviously, right? Because it's called mm-hmm. Haha, So it's all about clowns. And he's obviously struggling to make ends meet, can't pay the light bill. And his wife can't stand him. His kids are embarrassed by him. And trying to remain a little hopeful and thinking that he can still be employed by the struggling amusement park. You know, he tries to convince his boss that he's an asset, but, you know, his boss goes on to explain, well, you know, investors don't want to invest in parks anymore because, well, you know, people get their amusement from other things, virtual reality, television, video games, etc. And, you know, it's, it's not like the old times, you know, that clowns were funny. And I mean, I always found them creepy, but anyway, so he's saying, you know, these are new times people don't want to invest in clowns, you know, people are getting their amusement from someplace else. So he gets laid off. So as he's leaving with his last paycheck. Checked, he gets mugged by his so-called best friend, right? Who mugs oh him and says, well, need- "Yeah, he's like, I need your wallet to pay for my daughter's belly stuff, you know." And he's like, "But you're my best friend." He's like, "Yeah, well, too bad, <laughs> you know." <laughs> and, and, and the whole the-, the whole theme of the issue is like, "Ha ha, I need a laugh because sometimes it's so sad that sometimes no you just
0: kidding. have to laugh." Yeah. Wow. It's just and, like
1: spiraling downward. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. Because then he goes to the bank and there's a robbery and he gets shot in the head. Oh so, my God. I, I know, I know this is not what you're expecting.
0: <laughs> but, Hey, Karina, come and talk about books. Okay. (laughs) The irony of the title. No, ha ha. Yeah,
1: exactly. Exactly. The irony of the title and, and the whole issue. I mean, I don't want to ruin the ending other than, you know, I'll stop at where he gets shot in the head, but honestly, it's just the message is, you know, not everything sucks (laughs) or even if it does suck, it's just a matter of how you decide to interpret or change your mindset when crappy things happen, you know, and you know, do you decide to let it get to you or do you spin it and find a way to find the positive in your situation? So, I mean, Ice Cream Man, ha ha, W. Maxwell Prince is genius. Oh gosh, I'm in love. I'm in love. But yes, those (laughs) are uh, from Image Comics. Highly recommend those those specific comics. But um, to- (laughs) <laughs> and I, I don't know too much about like awards for stars mm-hmm. uh, about these about these specific stories, these specific comics. But according to Image, the first issue of Haha ha needed to be rushed for a second printing ap- uh, after instant sellout.
0: Way to so, go!
1: Yeah, that's I awesome. I like, that's it. impressive. And you know what? And I believe it because I can never get my pull from the comic shops now. Everything. I love is taken by local comic readers and as a librarian like obviously I'm excited for them because I'm glad comics comics beyond superhero themes are being explored by readers but um you know it but also I get disappointed because it's like I kind of wanted it, but it's fine. (laughs) I, it's It's okay. It's okay. (laughs)
0: Yeah,
1: no, I subscribe. Yeah, I subscribe to Comixology now. And that's, that's been working out because now I don't miss an issue or I'm not worried about having to leave the house. And I actually started the whole subscription when the pandemic hit, because I wasn't sure whether or not the the comic shop was going to be open and you know at that time we didn't know if it was too safe so I just I and I, I just wanted to keep up so I ended up subscribing I just bit the bullet ended up subscribing and I think it's worth it but you know to each their own if that works for them if not that's cool but that's that's what I do and yeah that's what I've been reading and aside from that one I don't know if anybody has read The Invisible Life of Addie LaRue but V. Schwab is coming out with a comic uh, Extraordinary, which actually is uh, set in the period between the two books that she came out uh, with in 2013. Like there were superhero novels called Vicious and its sequel, Vengeful. And this is about, yeah. So this one is about a girl uh, called named Charlotte and she is this headstrong teenager, but she has like this infatuation with not infatuation, but she's always thinking about death. And, um, she ends up surviving a bus crash, ironically, and she becomes an extraordinary and she has the ability to see people's deaths before they occur. But this also means that she has the ability to look into her own future and witnesses a murder. So the series, I've only read the first issue, but, uh, assuming that the upcoming uh issues are going to be her trying to piece together like this mystery of of her visions and and what they all mean and what it means for her future so i highly recommend that one if you can get your hands on it and the cover is gorgeous. Oh my god, it's gorgeous. It is beautiful. As a matter of fact, one of the illustrators is uh and I hope I say his name correctly, Anid Balam and he is a comic illustrator from Mexico. Viva Mexico. Yay. And <laughs> yeah, and Guess so man. Yes, and I tagged him on on social media and I was just like thank you for representing because this issue was gorgeous. Gorgeous. So Yeah, highly recommend those. Ice Cream Man, Ha Ha, and V.E. Schwab's Extraordinary.
0: Yeah, V.E. Schwab is such a great author. She wrote A Darker Shade of Magic, which I read a few years ago. And it's an incredible YA novel. Actually, I think it's an adult novel. And it works with parallel universes where you have a red London, a gray London, and a white London. And they're all ruled by different kings and queens. And they're all trying to invade each other and trying to overpower each other. And there's one special guy who can hop from these to and fro from these different parallel universes. So I just love the way she tells stories. She's so original and I can't wait to read Extraordinary.
1: If you haven't already as well, The Invisible Life of Addie LaRue, I read it because Amanda Hunt recommended it. And it was such a gorgeous book, such so beautifully written about uh, this girl who doesn't want to get married. She'd rather live a life alone not having to answer to anybody she doesn't feel like she should have to answer to the social constructs of you know what a woman should be a wife a mother and she ends up making a deal with a god that only reveals himself in darkness and you know that's something that you should never do is make promises Mm -hmm. or you know make wishes uh with with the gods that only come out at night and she ends up becoming invisible Nobody can see her, you know. Wow. They, yeah, uh, like they forget about her the day after they see her, and she has no way to leave these imprints on the world until she realizes that she can, in some way, form or shape. And I don't want to give away too much because it's so good, but I highly recommend it. I promise, I promise, because it's like, how does she live in a world And, and not just invisible, right? But Immortal, basically, <laughs> because she can't yes. die. <laughs> she, li- yeah, she's just hundreds of years old. And you know, you think about well, what's the le- what's the legacy you're leaving behind. And and because you know she wanted to be left alone, <laughs> she ends up. Yeah, yeah, it, wow. it's a trip. It was it was a really interesting take on 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 a story, and I just loved it. I, I just loved its originality.
0: And oh, yeah, Ve Swab- Schwab has. Such originality in her storytelling, super unique. It's always a very different concept from book to book, from novel to novel. Um, I highly recommend A Darker Shade of Magic, but she's also written The Savage Song and Our Dark Duet, and I'm sure she's going to write so much more going forward. But Thank you so much for bringing comics to the podcast. We don't have that. I don't think we've ever had that. I love that you mentioned V.E. Schwab and the different work that she's doing with comic books or graphic novels. This is a really important aspect of literature that we need to include in things like book talks and conversations with our students in our lessons because they have so much to offer. And I'm just honored that you really embrace them ever committee. And I know that you already had that love of comics and uh, graphic novels, and I'm thrilled that we were able to talk about them today. But talk about dark and gritty. Those (laughs) were dark and gritty. Yeah. But I can't wait to read them because I feel like even though they're in the horror genre, they're dark, they're gritty. I feel like they have heart. In them, you You know. Yes. So I I I like that. So um, I have one more thing for you. You got time? Oh my goodness! We have a lightning round. Yay! Oh my goodness! Lightning round. Yes. (laughs) So this lightning round is going to be five questions where you need to answer with the first thing that pops into your head. You got it. Oh my gosh, I'm not ready. This is like the worst for someone who has anxiety, (laughs) Ellie. I know. You're going to do great. You're going to do great. They're not SAT questions. No worries. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Here we go. In five, four, three, two, one. Texting or talking? Texting. On a scale of one to 10, how good of a driver are you? (laughs) <laughs> like a seven. <laughs> <laughs> Fill in the blank. I would say like an eight. Like yeah. an eight. Good for you. Excellent. Yeah. Always look okay. at your blind spot or your blinds- yes. blind. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Yes. Have Fill to. in the blank. Taylor Swift is. Eh. Oh, eh. Tay I know.
1: I I don't know. I, I I understand why people love her. Don't get me wrong. There's she has some really good songs. I just I don't get the hype. I mean, I don't know. I don't total get the trash I, for
0: her. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I don't know. I'm more of an indie rock, alternative, heavy metal you know, electronic pop person. I don't know.
0: You're but, so yeah. cool. I'm so happy to have you in my group. <laughs> <laughs> Stop it. You're, too, you're so hip. <laughs> you're, too, you're too much. <laughs> I love you. So All right. Crazy. Next question. <laughs> <laughs> I am really loving blank right now. Oh, I am
1: really loving. <laughs> oh my gosh. I don't know. Oh, Oh wait, I can't say that anymore. I was gonna say I'm really loving not having homework right now, but classes just started. So oh
0: boo. Worried.
1: No, but I'm actually really loving. Um, I, I've mentioned this on Take It Over actually that I was having so many issues with my Mac. I made the switch to uh to an actual Windows PC, and I am living. I am living for it. I don't know why I didn't do this sooner. I can. I, I, I just feel way more productive and this isn't like, oh, the PC that I get at, I mean, no, I don't want to, I don't want to speak badly about our school technology, but it's so slow <laughs> and it is, and there's just so many restrictions, you know, obviously we have to abide by certain things, but man, I am loving my, uh, my, my, what do you call it? Like your live wallpaper, have it set up with my animal crossing stuff. Of I'm course, that's why you love it. I mean, <laughs> It is amazing. I am living. So, but I mean, of course I love my Mac, don't get me wrong, but now it feels like a toy because I am, I am just gaming on this thing. It's great.
0: (laughs) Wow. I really don't hear that too often. You usually hear, oh, now that I'm on a Mac, I'll never go back to PC. And you're the first one that I've ever heard go the other way. How odd, (laughs) but yeah, there are so many great things about PC. I have the two, uh, I have PC and Mac in my office and I, when I get, I'm usually on my Mac, but when I get back to PC, it's like, oh, you feel so comfortable, (laughs) you know, I don't have to think as much with you. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yes. I don't have to think as much. Yes. Yes. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I get it. I totally get it. Okay. Last question, favorite genre or reading material, but I think I know this one.
1: Oh, I am such a sucker for romance. Theme. Are you? I of course, it. you moderated yes. Ron
0: com at TLA.
1: Oh, I love it. <laughs> I love the romance comedies. And I know that I just did this whole thing about dark and gritty comics, which I love. Horror is my jam. But if I had to pick another, oh. Romance. I'm such a sap. I love, I love you, but we secretly hate each other. No, we hate each other, but we secretly love each other. And so, let's get it on.
0: <laughs> and we were just talking about this earlier today, right? And I was telling you yeah. uh, how I love the trope of fake dating. <laughs> yes. I'm totally here for it. I love it. And yes, that yeah. that I hate you. I never want to see you again, but we, we were forced together in some sort of like hijinks and caper and we fall in love.
1: That's that's why I want to read the X talk or something like that, 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 that radio talk show about these two people that are trying to save like a local radio station and uh, their boss comes up with a great idea of, uh, of, uh, having them talk about pretending to be two exes or they are two exes. Cause they, hate it. I don't know if they are exes. I haven't read it yet, but because they hate each other, they would be the perfect type of people like two, two exes talking about, you know, love and, and relationships. So <laughs> I just think it's hilarious because yes. you know, where, you know how it's going to end. They, they're, they fall in love, but I mean, who doesn't like predictability? Like it's comforting,
0: you know? It totally is. I love predictability. I want my stories, my romance stories, to end the way I expect them to end with everybody in love, happily ever after, and that's the end of it. And I get very upset when it doesn't turn that way. But... I love how you say that your favorite genre is romance when we just went through a whole dark and gritty episode with your comics, and I think that's just so fantastic because it shows that there's so many sides to you, Karina. You are such a great person with diversified interests in reading, and I absolutely love it, and I love that you love your romance. (laughs) I do. I love them so much. I love love. (laughs) Yes, I love love too you were such a great guest karina thank you so much for coming on to Allie the librarian book talks um you're such a good sport for the lightning round you did you did wonderful <laughs> for the exception of the Taylor Swift but that's okay I <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm sorry. I'm going to like lose a bunch (laughs) of friends now. (laughs) You're good. You love indie music, so it's all cool. So you host a web show called Tech It Over with Stephanie Galvan-Russell, who's the Lisby librarian, and it celebrates women in tech. It is so good. So can you explain a little bit more about your show and where the listeners can view it?
1: Yeah. So this is, this is me and Stephanie's love child. (laughs) We, we uh, came up with the concept for take it over because we are doing our technology doctoral program together. And we wanted something to kind of serve as a visual documentary of our journey. And it kind of turned into a, Hey, you know what? We need more female and minority representation in technology, you know, steam And we're just celebrating women and technology and science roles. And, uh, you know, we just want to make sure that that we're giving people a voice and a platform to express everything that they love about technology and the things that we can do with it beyond its purpose that, you know, it's intended. So, uh, yeah, you can follow Tech It Over on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube at Tech It Over. And um, right now we've been a little busy with school, so we haven't had an episode but uh, we can expect maybe a couple during the summer.
0: So just make sure to stay tuned. Absolutely. Thank you so much for telling us about tech it over. I was very fortunate to have been a guest on your show. Thank you very much yes! for having me. I, it was <laughs> such a blast to record that. And um, it's always wonderful just to talk to you girls because I love you guys so much. I love um, you. Uh, I love you more. And that's a total truth. So tell our listeners where they can find you on social media.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah. So uh, I am, oh, I have a Facebook, but I never use it. uh, At least the Q the Librarian page, but I'm most active on Twitter and Instagram. And my handle is at Q the Librarian spelled C-U-E the Librarian. So Q the Librarian, that's me. Feel free to connect. And by all means, if you need anything at all,
0: I am more than happy to help you out. Thank you. Be sure to follow Karina on social media. You will not be sorry. I hope you enjoyed today's book talks. Remember to give book talks of your own whenever you can. My next guest will be the next-gen librarian, Amanda Hunt, the librarian TikTok queen, and just all-around awesome person. You can connect with me on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. Just search up Allie the Librarian and let me know what books I've just got to add to my TBR. All right. Keep on reading those books, and we'll talk to you next time. Bye. Bye.